Hi, everybody, and welcome back to another bite-sized political podcast. And as we are in 2024, let me make one solid forecast. And that is that whilst Rishi Sunak, leader of the Conservative Party, may be prime minister at the beginning of this year, he won't be prime minister by the end of this year. I think that's a rock-solid guarantee. I think... um, He's, he's, he's in the home straight, you know, it's uh, it's fundamentally all over bar the shouting. But I think it is quite interesting to listen to a speech that he made. It only lasts for just over a minute. It kind of sums up where his premiership is and where the Conservatives are. Let's listen to this if we can together and then I'll talk about it. You might have heard that later this year there's going to be an election. Now, the choice facing our country at that election is do we stick with the plan that is starting to deliver the long-term change that our country needs or do we go back to square one i want to deliver the peace of mind to all of you that will come from knowing that we are building a brighter future for your children and grandchildren and i want to deliver a renewed sense of pride in our country Now, the alternative is Keir Starmer, who would just take us back to square one. He's been leader of the opposition for four years now. And in that time, he hasn't said what he would do differently. That's because he doesn't have a plan. He just snipes from the sidelines instead. He can't tell you how he's going to stop the boats because he doesn't have a plan to do that. He can't tell you how he's going to control welfare because he doesn't have a plan. He can't tell you how he's going to fund his 28 billion pounds a year spending spree because he doesn't have a plan to pay for it. But we know what that means. You'll all pay for it in higher taxes. He doesn't have a plan for Britain because he's more interested in political game playing and saying as little as possible to get votes. There we go. That's what uh, Sunak had to say, Spivy Sunak. And, uh, you know, it's interesting because, of course, it's all fine words. It's almost as if the Conservatives have not been in power for 13 years. And when he says we've got to stick with the plan, well, which plan is that, Rishi? Which plan do you want us to stick with? Is this the plan that's got us embedded in this absolutely futile, hugely expensive and dangerous war against Russia? Is it the plan that has ensured that our energy prices have trebled in the last few years? Is it the plan that has seen uh, public spending go out of all kind of kilter, thanks to his period as chancellor, Uh, the famous furlough scheme and all of that, that uh, his support for Johnson's um, lockdown, which essentially wrecked a big chunk of the uh, small business economy here in the UK. I mean, which plan, I'm just, I'm not sure which plan we're supposed to be sticking with. Is it the plan that looks more and more like he's trying to reverse us back into the European Union? Is it the plan that says more and more the UK sees itself as a globalist entity rather than a, a, a sovereign entity? Again, which plan is it? And, I mean, he needn't lecture anybody on sound economics. There's nothing sound about the way the Conservatives have been running things. Now, 
In fairness, he's absolutely right when he says that uh, Stormer, you know, you know, will be every bit as bad, probably worse, actually, I would think, undoubtedly. Uh, that's right. But two wrongs don't make a right. You know, Sunak and Stormer, Spivy Sunak and, you know, Slicket Stormer, well, I don't think either of them represents anything that uh, a sensible person would want to choose. But the way the uni party works, it attacks itself and to give you the impression that you've got choice. You've got no choice, my friends. Nope, not the way things are set up. You know, if you want to if you want to see how things can be changed, forget about the ballot box. Just forget about it. Look at what's happening in Germany at the moment, today, yesterday. The farmers have brought Germany to a halt. And how did they do that? Did they um, did they get um, you know political uh, parties to support them? No, because the political parties are more or less conspired against them, with the exception of the AfD. So they just took to the streets and uh, and their tractors and whatnot, and they've brought Germany to gridlock, and something will have to give. That's how you bring political change. Not in this, but not in. Oh, I'm going to vote for the blue or the red end of the uni party rather than the blue end of the uni party. It doesn't matter. Red, blue, it's all the same. This is the thing that we need to get in our heads. And then when people talk about, yeah, but don't worry, we've got reform. Don't worry, we've got you know the Heritage Party. We've got UKIP. Yeah, all those parties. But the the parliamentary constituency process is such that they have got no chance. Absolutely no chance. People are saying, but reform, David, they're at 14% in the t or 12% or whatever in the uh, opinion polls. And just think if Nigel Farage was to suddenly get involved with them, that could be turbocharged up to maybe 18, 19%. Even at that, I doubt if they'd get much of a political smattering at Westminster. It's not their fault. It's not Nigel Farage's fault. It's not reform's fault. It's not UKIP's fault. It's the system. We have a system that has been devised to keep us all as good little uh, serfs and we're never really allowed to make a choice. So this year we'll see Spivy Sunak vanish, probably straight to the Lords, I imagine. And it's going to then see Stormer, spineless Stormer, enter. And he'll prove to be just as bad. But we have to look beyond these politicians and beyond these parties and find ways in which we ourselves, we the people, can take back control.